This week's episode of the Sports Lords is brought to you by Fantasy Island Adult Bookstore, located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right around the corner from the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company, where Rudy Giuliani had a speech. And remember, dildos are great, vibrators are fun, but nothing can beat the mighty tongue. <laughs> and now it's time for the Sports Lords. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Fantasy Island bookstores. I, you know, guys, I'm surprised Herb went with that read because Herb used to brag to me saying that he had never gone down on a woman before. Yeah, he said that uh, he said it's only a Fenoik would do that, which. Yeah, he's, he's just like, man. yeah, he's just like the guys on The Sopranos, <laughs> with the exception of Uncle Junior, of course. Uncle Junior, but he was ashamed, if you guys remember from the. Oh, yeah. Boca. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, He's so ashamed, and he doesn't want the secret to get out that he gives he gives oral pleasure to women. It it intensifies a gang war. Yeah, because in their opinion, if you do that to a woman, you probably suck a, a dick. You know, that's their logic. And that's yeah. Uh, Herb is just like them, and and DJ Khaled. If you don't know The Sopranos, because DJ Khaled also refuses <laughs> to do that. That's right. Basically, all the smartest and best guys generally take that there point of view. Michael Douglas, who did it so much, he got mouth cancer as a result, or at least <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> That's what he claims. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, Kevin. You would know more than I, I am. Yeah, and it is true that uh, vaginas are carcinogenic. <laughs> Careful. Yeah, if someone queefs into your mouth, you like immediately have kids. <laughs> oh yeah, and COVID—that's a main way that the COVID spreads. Yeah, yeah. doesn't want to get have that get out there, but we know. <laughs> and I do want to say to our viewers, if you are on Facebook, which is something I don't advise, but uh, the Fantasy Island Adult Bookstore—it only has five hundred and fifty-three likes, so you know give them a like maybe purchase some kind of toy tell them the sports lord sent you they'll know what they're we're talking about yeah they'll know exactly what you're talking about and they'll they'll thank you they'll thank us we get a little piece of that on the back end so (laughs) appreciate that um but yeah guys um how was y'all's week since we last recorded you know i don't know if anything's happened or super relaxing you know, just just a really chill week. Very productive at the same time, yeah. you know? Not the opposite of that. No, no, no. Yeah. Good. Um, since we last recorded, yeah. Uh, hey, we got a new president-elect. Joseph Robinette Biden, friend of the show, former guest of the pod, is now the 46th president of the United States. Yeah, Um uh, you know, it's uh, for Jimmy and me, it's big, you know, uh, part Irish American, you know, it's just, it again, it's like, it just means a lot. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> There's a lot of like, you know, Jimmy's got nieces and nephews, and now they can finally say, hey, maybe one day I could be president too. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, exactly. They probably thought they had no shot. Um, <laughs> and shout out to also, you know, he's breaking that ground. And Dr. Jill Biden is the first Italian-American to be in the White House in any capacity, I think. No. Is she Italian? She's part Italian. I don't know. They were claiming that on, on Twitter somewhere. Um, She's Italian. <laughs> She's what Steve Sharippa would call a Wonder Bread WAP. I can say that <laughs> just because I'm quoting Steve Sarippa. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, so uh, so Scaramucci didn't count. What's that? I guess Anthony Scaramucci didn't count because he was in the White House for a little bit. Yeah, uh, no, it didn't count. Yeah. The Mooch. Oh, Biden pulled it off. I know we spent a whole last episode and episode before just completely shitting on on our boy Biden and the whole DNC. And, you know, I still feel that way. But I got to say, man, whether you like him or not, for me, it was a huge sigh of relief that he was able to beat Trump. And uh, it felt good to know that Trump's going to be gone. And not just Trump, but like Stephen Miller and Betsy DeVos and Steve Mnuchin and all those fucking shitheads are going to be out of there. And uh, yeah, it was nice to know that my mom also was like happy for (laughs) the first time in a while. And uh, it was good for me and my community and my friends. So yeah, it's been a bit of a relief. Yeah. It's nice. Just, I I wouldn't, I wasn't exactly like dancing in the streets, which was actually happening here in New York city for sure. Um, But I was feeling good. Because I don't, not I'm not under any delusion that I think Biden's gonna do some awesome thing. <laughs> like I don't think much is gonna change if anything. But it's just nice to not have that freaking Cheeto in chief sucking up all the oxygen, you know? Yeah, it's you know at the very least, like Diego was saying, you got rid of all of these dirt bags. It was like as corrupt as all of our politicians or our whole political system is like the trump administration definitely took it took like corruption and evil to a level not yet seen before so you know at least uh we're back to we'll we'll work back to the uh obama years where uh our country was still horrible but at least uh you know we weren't as horrible well trump is grifting his whole way out i even i sent this link to you guys where there's like a fundraiser he's got going right now to, you know, have his supporters and people send him money so that he can fund an entire recount and we can mm. count the election. But in the fine print, when you, when you look at it, 50% of the funds go back to him <laughs> to pay back all the election debt. So he is grifting yeah. all the way out. I do have to say though, um, I think... I think uh, Jill Stein pulled a similar grift. Oh, sure. 2016. It's a classic. She took He took a page from her book. I think she got a bunch of donations for some kind of recount or something, and then nothing happened, and who knows where that money went. But Yeah, they're not even hiding it. It's in the fine print. It's hilarious. <laughs> money, that's the other thing. Like People will give him money, and I feel bad for them because they're getting duped. But, you know, if, if you're... If you're on the side of that piece of shit and all his racism, which we know there's 70 plus million of you out there, um, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's not hard to see all his bad qualities and all the lies he's done. Yeah, you know, he's going to start QAnon News Network. Mm -hmm. um, And that's going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll see how strong his like movement remains after he's gone. It'll be interesting to see. Is, gonna, is that is that like been talked about, or is that just a guess? I mean, I, that's just a guess. I don't know if they'll actually do something, but I feel like that's that's his best money making opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to figure out like what's how can he squeeze as much money out of his presidency. And uh, it seems like a media operation would be the best. He'd love, he'd love that. Because he could have his own show and then like Don Jr. would have his own like Tucker Carlson type it's show for, for, for morons. <laughs> <laughs> it's been talked about. And uh, they were saying that this part of the reason why Fox News sort of has started to kind of throw a little bit of shade his way. Not like everyone, because like Laura Ingraham says that he's still the face of the Republican Party and Trumpism is the Republican Party. But they called Arizona early against him and Mm -hmm. they've taken thinly veiled shots at him 
throughout the election, like a lot of the reporters, because they're saying when he starts, he's going to first go after Fox before CNN and NBC, because he can say, well, you guys turned on me. And um, and yeah, there's been rumors about a Trump news network for a while. Even as he was president, people were saying he was. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. In 2016, people were like, well, there's no way he's going to win. He's just going to use all of this attention to turn in. And then, of course, (laughs) he won. But yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll do something like that to to just bleed all the QAnon people dry. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna grift all of them forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. Again, those people who are off their rockers and they've been brainwashed and whatever, or are just flat out racist, because hey, there's a lot of those people. But yeah. Yeah, the the internet and social media has really done a number on on uh, the American psyche in many yeah. ways. And I think, I mean, not to whatever, we don't have to go too far down, but I think also just like, uh, I hate to be a pessimist, but it's like, I think a lot of people, even if they weren't, like, if you want to be charitable, uh, some of them are just like so disillusioned with the American, like, system and political process that they were like this guy's shaking shit up i love it uh so yeah i i do because i do think that that movement's not going away because it keeps it keeps morphing it was like the tea party at first and then it like became the trump movement so it's gonna morph again over these next four years i think and it'll be something similar but different what's the q movement now i mean there's q yeah there's two congress people one in georgia and i forget where the other one is that are cute full-on q and they're not going away right and it's like every time these movements start we find them stupid and laughable which they are but then they really pick up steam and it's gonna happen again so i'm just like i'm happy to see trump go but i'm also like I think yeah. as long as the Democratic Party keeps moving away from being a working class party, we're going to see more and more of this stuff. Because it's like, I, I it's sad because a lot of like the Republican Party is becoming the working class party, which is scary. <laughs> it's like, even though they 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 don't offer like they you're voting against your own interests. It's like they I guess they're offering what I don't know. And they're offering like culture war backlash yeah. to to the stuff that people they the Republican Party has done a good job of like hammering the scaring people with like culture war stuff about the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So, it, so they've used that a lot. Um, and of course, the Democrats don't really help themselves much by trying to actually help poor people uh that much but that's a whole other discussion i will say that yeah q is gonna have to morph because wasn't the whole point of q that at some point during trump's like this whole time trump is has been secretly working behind the scenes to arrest all these high profile (laughs) pedophiles but now like he can't he's not gonna like it didn't happen so they're gonna like well jimmy it'd be amazing to jimmy, figure out how- there's still yes. time there's still time <laughs> there is he's gonna do it. it's gonna be very dramatic he's the ultimate showman he's a he's showman gonna last he's second. gonna say special broadcast the night before biden's inauguration and he's gonna be like he's gonna have a live feed of all these arrests happening where these pedophile <laughs> democrats are pulled out in handcuffs of their home and they're thrown in squad cars and they're taken away and you're yeah. gonna have egg on your face. I'm gonna feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe I shouldn't. I should get off my high horse there. Tying this all into sports a little bit. I don't know if you guys saw um, Georgia's own Herschel Walker. Uh, oh yeah. Wondering why we don't just have Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin vote again. Like just scratch everything and just vote all over again because that's sure. a fair way to really determine. <laughs> That makes sense. And Herschel's brain is not permanently scrambled with CTE and, and uh, split personality disorder. No, no, he's a he healthy, is, normal guy. And he's a big Trumper, right? Yeah. 
He's a hardcore Trumper, yeah. Well, Trump yeah. drafted him in the USFL before Trump ruined the USFL and completely destroyed it. Because if you look at the history of the USFL, maybe it would have survived and gone against the NFL okay, but Trump took it over and completely destroyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think Herschel was an early uh, Celebrity Apprentice contestant. So he knows Donald the person, okay? Not like us, you know, normals don't so we make assumptions on like you know the stuff he actually says publicly so we don't right. understand him exactly he is just the quintessential american boy our donald you know he's he like, really is guy he loves fast food he's <laughs> just like his kid it's all shallow he's just yeah he just loves like celebrity and hot people and <laughs> that's he was like <laughs> lady gaga lady gaga let me tell you some stories about lady gaga yeah <laughs> if trump shows up like you were saying where he's gonna arrest all the pedophiles if he shows up to like uh jeffrey epstein's corpse like i'm still, like i got it i got it <laughs> It was a big, it's a big con. I got him. I pretended to be his friend. I was undercover. I was undercover. I went up. To, I went to the little St. James undercover to get information. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's uh, what a weird chapter in American history we just lived through, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, the way my wife and I are looking at it, it's like, you know, Biden winning, it gives us four years to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We got four <laughs> years. I mean, we've been, we had already were planning it. And now we got, we got a little four year window. We don't have to rush as quickly. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Hopefully, um, I don't know. I guess there's good news about vaccines. So maybe there'll be a vaccine. You can, and then you can safely go to the great brunch. Yeah, you can go back to brunch. Finally. <laughs> finally. Yas. Yas. Because that was the big thing that affected that demographic of people. That was why sure. Trump left. Mm-hmm. He did that. When I saw that shirt for the first time, like four years ago, whenever it was, like, oh, I mean, it still makes me angry to think about. Yeah, that's the one that said, like, if Hillary had won, we'd be at brunch. That know, one? Whatever. Yeah. Well, now we can go back. Yep. I want to pay $8 for an egg I can get for $2 off hours. Um, <laughs> brunch is a scam is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, is, I've never yeah. liked, I've never enjoyed brunch, you know? You know, I, I like the food too. that's associated with brunch, but the actual act of going out to a restaurant for brunch is not appealing to me either. yeah exactly it's like i love bloody mary's i love breakfast but yeah yeah it's like especially in i mean anywhere but especially in new york city it's like insanely crowded on a weekend i just yeah i don't like it expensive like if yeah. you go back to that restaurant during the week if they serve breakfast it's so much cheaper and you can get the same shit mm-hmm. um like yeah eggs shouldn't cost ten dollars but anyway, that's a whole other uh, thing for me to get upset about. We're anti-brunch is what we're saying. Right. Yeah. I do want to give a quick shout out uh, while we're here to jo- the state of Georgia, particularly Atlanta. Going blue, baby. They did it. Um, Hell yeah. It's a, Hell yeah. We blew another lead. It was a lead for Trump. <laughs> um, but does that, does that finally break the curse? Does that break everyone shitting on Georgia now? Because look what we did. I I hope I hope it does break the curse, man. Because good lord, we need some championships down here for Christ's sakes in sports. But I will say, and I, again, like Kevin, I you know I don't I hate to be too cynical, but there's a good chance Georgia will be red again. Um, before maybe it'll, it's like moving, it's turning more blue, and one day it'll probably just be blue. But I wouldn't be surprised if in 2024 it's red again and all of the celebrities who've been tweeting about Georgia for the last week will will go back to thinking it's a backwards hellhole. But that's a whole other conversation, too. Yeah, but it was cool to see. It was cool to see as many people voted there. And, like, 
Stacey Abrams, rightfully so, is getting a, a ton of love because she really went to work and got a lot of people registered and did stuff. But one, per, you know, sports related, one person who's not getting enough love that I feel like needs to get love is uh, head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, Lloyd Pierce, because he's the guy who kind of got the movement going to use State Farm Arena as a voting place. And then, you know, it was one of the first arenas, if not the first, I think, in the country to be converted into a voter uh, voter center, especially in a pandemic, it was huge and others followed suit. So shout out to Lloyd Pierce, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, for, yeah. And cause it made it possible for a lot of people around the country to be able to show up in the numbers they did safely to vote. So Lloyd Pierce, you're getting a shout out from us and that's important. Yeah. Congrats Lloyd. And, uh, <laughs> well done Lloyd. Well done. But uh, yeah. Um, should we uh, get into the sports of it now? We haven't talked sports yeah. in a month, it feels like. <laughs> That's our version yeah. of going back to brunch. Now we can talk just talk <laughs> sports again. Yeah. And you don't have to hear our terrible political opinions. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, one of the reasons I didn't go out and uh, party in the streets was because uh, sports were on. There's a lot of college football going on this weekend, and there were some interesting games, I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, first and foremost... Uh, got to watch all that Notre Dame game and heck of a ball game. Yeah, Notre huge Dame. win for the Irish. Yeah, yeah, double overtime win. Granted, Clemson did not have Trevor Lawrence uh, because he has COVID. Although he was on the sideline for some reason wearing a mask, even though he still has COVID. <laughs> um, but. And Notre Dame definitely made some big blunders, and I thought they were going to give that game away, but they hung on and won. It was great to see. You love to see it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Clemson was without Trevor Lawrence, but DJ Ungalale is very good, even though he's a true freshman. And, of course, the rest of their team is just stacked with, like, the best players in college football. So the Irish – that was still a big win against a really good team for them. Huge win. So if we can get a rematch in the ACC championship game, I think we're in store for another really good game. You know what I mean? Because it's likely that they're probably play each other. I don't. That would be awesome. What else? And yeah, has Travis Etienne been at Clemson for like 14 years? <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah. Been there forever. <laughs> He's awesome, but like, geez, he's been there. For yeah, he he's really, really fucking good. But it's like, dude, you should have gone pro already, man. Because running backs, you're just like taking all that abuse on your body when you could be getting paid for it in the NFL. But hey, good for him for sticking around, I guess. But yeah, so Clemson goes down. Uh, I think they drop to number five in the rankings. Notre Dame moves up to two or three. And then the big talking point after that game, though, was the Irish fans, not from Ireland, but the fighting Irish fans. Just to be clear, I don't want to talk ill of, of the Irish, but the Notre Dame fans roll uh, charging the field, storming the fields, the majority of them maskless. And uh, it just um, it was a bad look. It was a little bit like the Dodgers winning the World Series, but then all anyone talked about was Justin Turner afterwards. Right. It's kind of turned into that too. Yeah. And now the, the university is making everyone who was at the game take a COVID test and they face penalties or something if they don't, which is good. But yeah, you know, I would love to storm the field at Notre Dame. So I get the impulse, but you just, you, you can't do it. Well, right? you should have happened is like no fans in the stadium to begin with that would have prevented a lot of this and if not all of it and uh, yeah. you know there's yeah it's a it is kind of similar to the justin turner situation where it's like i mean he, he's an asshole for running back onto the field to celebrate with his teammates but also like you know maybe you shouldn't have maybe you should have gotten him off the premises because it was like you can kind of understand why he would want to do that and why those Notre Dame students would want to storm the field. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe you guys shouldn't, they shouldn't be there. So they don't do that, you know, but yeah, it, I come down the same with them that I did with Justin Turner. It's like, is it stupid and irresponsible and bad for them to do it? Yes, it is. They shouldn't have even have had the option. 
Yeah, yeah. To the institution, because like Major League Baseball, the mo- again, like we we said, but no one heard last week because we never released that. Uh, the moment Justin Turner's test came back inconclusive, you don't let him play that night. It's just yeah. simple. And same with this. You don't let fans into the stadium. You don't get these issues. Especially Notre Dame, who had a COVID outbreak before the start of the season, right? Weren't they one of the teams to get one early on? I think so. Yeah, they had a big one early. Yeah. So, I don't know. Don't learn a lesson there, I guess. But uh, the other big game that I was watching and interested in this weekend, unfortunately, was the the largest cocktail, the world's largest cocktail party. That's outdoor, right. Outdoor cocktail in party. Be- beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> yes, sir. Between the dogs uh, and the dumb Florida Gators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on the first play from scrimmage, uh, Zamir White for Georgia went untouched, 75 yards for a touchdown. Um, and it was pretty much all downhill from there for, <laughs> for Georgia. That was like the best moment they got out they i think they were up 14 to nothing at one point and yeah. then ended up losing whatever it was 48 to 21 or whatever the fuck it was 44 to 28 maybe but yeah it was a spanking uh florida is clearly the better team obviously and uh georgia the <laughs> kirby smart's taking a lot of heat right now for his uh quarterback decisions over the last couple years which you know is understandable I like right now, Justin Fields. And for those of you who don't know, Justin Fields uh, is the starting quarterback for Ohio state. And he's very, very good. And he was at Georgia, but Kirby smart didn't play him enough his freshman year. So he transferred. Um, And now Georgia fans are pretty upset about that. Um, But in Kirby's defense, I will say that Jake Fromm took him to a national championship game as a true freshman. So it was going to be hard for him to bench from for Justin Fields, you know, half away from being a national champion with. Yeah. So like, obviously with hindsight, it's like, yes, Justin Fields is better than Jake from, and he should be at Georgia right now. But at the time it was, it was a tough, it was a tough call. So, well, anywho, yeah. I'll say this because I've seen a lot of people coming down on Kirby with with talking about that and how like he can't get over the big game thing. Hey, Georgia fans, if y'all want to trade Kirby for Jeremy Pruitt, I'll do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll take Kirby. I think most college, most SEC schools will take Kirby over whatever shit they got right now. I saw South Carolina fans saying the same thing. It's like, hey, if y'all want Will Muschamp, he's one of yours. Take him because um, I'll. <laughs> gladly take Kirby over these guys in in the Florida game y'all were down like Richard LeCount uh yeah on like Julian Rochester this the George Pickens yeah they were they were short a bunch of players but and the starting starting quarterback is a little dinky and he got hurt. and he got hurt yeah and so two weeks off because they had COVID for you know not like last week but they're more rep. Yeah. Georgia's played more games. There's a lot of factors. So I don't know. I I think it's a little overreaction to to Kirby. I'll be just fine. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's insane how how. I mean, college football fans are notorious for just having the dumbest, worst opinions. It's like it's okay, guys. It's all right. Yeah, it sucks that they don't have a quarterback, but. It was supposed to be Jamie Newman. Kirby planned coming into the season with Jamie Newman. He didn't. Yeah. A global pandemic that's killed 230,000 people in this country <laughs> and forced yeah. Newman to say, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to throw myself in the mix. Yeah, exactly. So, it, um, it, and it sucks, you know, Georgia fans hate Florida like most SEC fans who aren't Florida fans do. So it sucks, but. Hey, they've beaten Georgia three or Florida three years in a row. You know, whatever, man. Well, next year, hopefully we'll have something more like a real quarterback. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And then for me, I watched the Tennessee game and it's probably the last Tennessee game I'll watch all season because it was pathetic. Uh, There's no quarterback there. They also will not play their freshmen the way Georgia won't play uh, 
the yeah J- JT Daniels for some reason like people yeah Kirby shit for that yeah he has uh, Harrison Bailey uh, who I think was from Alpharetta or Marietta I don't remember but he's like a Georgia boy too who was like a four star hockey mm-hmm. who's like really good and he doesn't he threw he got in the game finally and it's like just play him because Tennessee lost to Arkansas Arkansas is good Arkansas is a good team uh, Arkansas is is good people are sleeping on Arkansas yeah, Felipe Franks, I forgot, was their quarterback who, yeah, Florida. Uh, yep. And was offensive line coach at UGA, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's a good fucking coach. And he is a good coach. Yeah. And Arkansas's on the way up. And uh, yeah, that was a rough one to watch. I turned it off quickly, thankfully, and just started watching Notre Dame Clemson instead because it was at the same time. But yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, for anyone in Georgia who has any power, if you don't want Kirby anymore, let's make a trade. No, no, don't do that. That's a bad idea. All for it. <laughs> I looked up Harrison Bailey is from Marietta. He went to Marietta High School. So, go. yeah. <clears throat> happy to clear that up. I know everyone was. That's some solid research right yeah. there, Kev. Yeah, well it done. Took, it took a Google, but I gave it a Google and <laughs> yeah, got, my go. res- got the results. Too yeah, that nice. Notre Dame game, that was, you know the only one I watched because I was sort of ran like weirdly out and about Saturday, which is strange in these COVID times, heck of a game. And then logged on to Twitter and just saw a bunch of LA comedians bitching because they're like, why is it Saturday not live? All day? And it's like, are you a baby? Are you a fucking baby? Like you actually give a shit about what their take on the election is? Uh, I know, man. I saw that stuff too. I was like, this is even worse than like sports ball tweets on mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Love- it's like, oh, come on. I need to see Kate McKinnon doing, <laughs> making fun of Trump. Oh, man. Come on. I, mean, I, will, I will say Chappelle was hosting and like he's probably my favorite comedian of all time. So, but shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Also, <laughs> also, my hot take of the show: the monologue was just okay. Yeah, it did. I haven't like watched he, it yet. It did seem like he was winging it a little bit. Uh, not not completely, but it wasn't his best. But it was still, it was still good. I don't know that because that was like the big thing. Like, I gotta see Chappelle. It's like, well, then wait, wait thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, just wait, you fucking baby. Like, <laughs> you need them to tell you what the funny thing. It's like, but Twitter's going to spoil it for me. Well, then get off Twitter. It's yeah, it, of solutions here. It's like, because I, I also have been mostly staying off Twitter. But I could have taken to Twitter and gotten all pissed off when in the middle of the Notre Dame game, they just cut to Kamala and Joe giving their speeches. Um, but I didn't. Because I just refreshed the feed and went to one that was showing um, U.S. the USA Network, and yeah, and also it's like made probably the best college football game so far this season. Yeah, so it's just like shut the fuck. Like this is re- like for college football fans, this is really fun. So shut up, nerds. Just yeah. sit tight a little bit longer. Yeah, it's like the same. Yeah, it's like I know people, there's probably a lot of people who really want to see the Biden and Harris speeches. So great. I'll just wait or I'll change the channel and I'll yeah. grow up. They put the game on USA. Right. But uh, I was watching an illegal stream because I'm dog sitting away from my precious cable. Well, also, it's better to better to do that than to give NBC any ratings. Uh, that's true. That's also, true. And why are people still watching Saturday Night Live? If you I know that, that's the other thing. I'm like, I didn't give a shit about seeing the Saturday Night Live take on the election. I love, I'm sorry, but like, I'd rather yeah. see his stand up, not him exactly. Two bad sketches, like the ones that they did, because some of the ones I saw were even he couldn't save. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I I couldn't. I started to watch one of the sketches, and it was it was so like cringe inducing. I just, just was like, no. There's one that the whole premise is: it's a morning show, and Donald Trump is in a white Ford Bronco being chased by police, and uh, they're just using footage from the OJ chase, and that's it. What? 
and I'm fine saying this shit because I'm never replying to that show again because whatever they've already said no to me multiple times um, because I don't have a manager uh, and uh, I'm not funny. Sure, sure, sure. It was the whole thing, and it was like, okay, I don't know. I'd, I'll just go back and watch Chappelle's show if I really want Dave doing sketch or watch his stand up because it's funnier. Yeah. Oh, but but you guys, I apparently Jim Carrey did the Lahoo's hair thing, so. I don't know. Sounds like it was good. But that's from a problematic movie that is really <laughs> problematic, so I don't like that. But I, more importantly than any of that, I did. I sent you guys this, but I do want to play it. I was watching an illegal stream, I guess, from Louisiana. And <laughs> luckily, my girlfriend, Melissa, was able to capture it. She was very quick with the phone. Um because I only saw it once, but I'm going to play the audio for you at home now. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this going. Sorry, my phone's a piece of shit. Uh, it's loading. It's an iPhone uh, 6S, so I'm a little behind. Jeez, geez, what was it, 2009? Oh, my God. Kind of. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, here we go. This is work to wait. And don't forget your Kirk's need a seasoning at one of these locations near you. I just love here crack, there crack, everywhere chicken crackling. <laughs> chicken crackling here. I don't even know. Um, I had to Google because I, I don't. I didn't know what chicken cracklings were. I guess that makes me a bad southerner, but it's fried skin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here quack, uh, here quack, everywhere chicken crackling. Yeah. You know, it's those kinds of local commercials are miles better than than any like fucking Geico or State Farm commercial. I know. In my opinion. It's like just just get a cheap camera, let the wacky owner do some <laughs> dumb shit and everyone enjoy. It's like all exactly. the all the commercials we remember that like not just we the three of us, but just across the board are the local regional kind of fun jingle commercial things like that oh, yeah they're amazing the tv show is based off of that premise alone uh which is an incredible show if you haven't seen it go watch detroiters right now but yeah those are the best like for us if you if you're of our generation or older and you grew up in the atlanta area you know who the Wolfman is and you know and you know who donna yeah yep yeah you're right i mean even here in new york city there's some good local stuff there's uh, in atlanta still up here some of the the car like the bay ridge uh oh yeah have some fun ones mm-hmm. uh what was that uh don't be mashugana use carmel auto service those are great i have not seen that one that's great <laughs> it's it's a it's a commercial where they just basically it looks like they go up to people on the street of new york city and it's like hey man we're gonna point the camera at you and we do you say don't be mashugana call carmel and so it's like people who can't speak English, people who like have no idea what's going on saying it. It's very funny. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, it, that's a great benefit to um, illegal streams as you get, you, mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. It's a um, crapshoot for local commercials. Yeah. That's one fun. time I was watching one. What's fun about some of them is you can't even tell where they're <laughs> coming from. Uh -huh. It's just like, Come on down to Will's uh, Chicken. And we're located, and they just like say like off Route Nine, and it's like Route Nine. Where? Where is this? You don't know. How about Four Seasons Landscaping? Yeah, just, But yeah, I, I I do love the local commercial. That was uh, I played that commercial about thirty million times on Saturday night. That's awesome. But yeah, going back to college football, which is where we start. <laughs> took an important detour took an important detour yeah uh i had another i had a fun name i wanted to point out that i wrote down from the uga game i don't i can't believe we hadn't talked about it or maybe i forgot but major burns mm. <laughs> yeah is uh it's it's good to know mr burns's son um went to college mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that's a really good one uh, um 
And I also saw for Texas on on Saturday, uh, DeMarvion Overshone, <laughs> which is fucking incredible. Never heard Overshone as a last name. Same here. That Overshone is, yeah, is really good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I know we've talked about it, but it's just like it truly is. The best names are in college football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're unrivaled. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was nuts. Uh, there were other games that happened over the weekend. Um, like the SEC didn't have a ton of action to bring up that was like notable per se. Like nothing blew me away. Um, the Arizona State-USC game out west was really awesome. Um, I don't give the Pac-12 enough watch, but maybe I will now because they're a little bit more available, it seems like. Like they're playing their games at not 11 o'clock at night every time so it'll be nice to see them a little bit more but i'm worried about college football and football in general just surviving because the amount of covid everywhere is alarming like even to this point lsu bama is supposed to happen this weekend and that's on the verge of not happening because there's been a lot of positive tests come out yeah it's crazy yeah and in the nfl it seems like every week there's there's a new team that has at least a little, a mini outbreak. What well, uh, last week, the 49ers Packers and bears all closed their facilities on the same day. Uh, they all played, but they closed mm-hmm. facilities at least for a day to figure out what the fuck with all the positive tests. Yeah. So that's, that's not good. It's trouble. And, uh, not, not what you want No. But uh, in the NFL, uh, if we switch over to that, there is a beautiful game I watched last night that, uh, I don't know, it just goes to show the insanity of 2020 because I found myself so happy seeing the Saints completely demolish the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38 or whatever it was. Yeah, they they destroyed them. It was so beautiful. I hate that. You know how I feel about the Saints, but... Oh, yeah. Tom Brady, uh, I dislike more, so... I've been rooting for the Saints this year every time they play, and it was incredible to watch that. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's down here carpetbagging in the NFC South, you know. He just feels like he can just show up for one one uh, season and come dominate. And they're good. The Tampa Bay Bucks are awesome, and they just added Antonio Brown. It was his first game last night. And I think Tampa Bay is going to win again, not because of Tom necessarily, but because of their defense. Because they have like Devin White, former LSU middle linebacker, is like maybe the best defender in the league. No one talks about because he's incredible. And that yeah, they're they're good. Last night they got embarrassed. I mean, Tom threw three interceptions, which didn't help the defense's cause case. But and the Saints got Michael Thomas back. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was really nice to see. Brady looking upset on the sideline. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's, that's a real blowout there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see scores in the NFL that lopsided. Usually, you know, that, that's pretty, pretty extreme. The other really cool NFL game this weekend that I watched on an illegal stream a little bit as well was uh, the battle of the young guns with uh, Tua Tagovailoa and his Miami Dolphins taking on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and the Dolphins pulled it out and uh, it was a really fun close game. Both those guys are really good. Yeah, they are. Cuz Tua Tua looks healthy again. He he had a few plays, I don't know if you've seen the highlights where it looks like he's going to get sacked and just kind of wriggles out of there and finds a way out and uh makes big plays happen just like at Alabama. And Kyler Murray's just I thought he made a a terrible choice going to play football instead of baseball, but he's Yeah. Who's laughing now? He's doing really well. I know. I I was wrong about that too. I was like, he's too much of a wee man to survive in the NFL, but that wee man can play. I'll tell you. He's fast as hell. And then also Justin Herbert, uh, quarterback of the chargers also looks really fucking good. Yeah. And you know, he, their record is bad, but his play is solid. It's not because of him that they're losing. Um, and then, of course, our, our hated Atlanta Falcons won again. They uh, were able to beat the Denver Broncos, and all of a sudden are starting to play well. And it's just like, well, there goes uh, the 
Trevor Lawrence and Fields. Yeah, I know. It's so dumb because they they actually like they obviously aren't that bad, but they lose those games at the beginning of the season in such a cartoonish way. It's like if they just won a couple of those games, they, they should be like five and four maybe right now or like maybe the, the playoff hunt at least. Yeah, but they're just like <laughs> just fucking clowns. I know it's it's so frustrating. I mean, I'm glad Raheem Morris is doing well because he seems to be getting through to the team. Again, the team has a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. It's just that they've had no coaching and they've done so bad in the drafts. So it's like nice to see someone getting a little bit through to them. But it, uh, I don't know. I don't like it because I feel like we're going to end up like eight and eight or some no man's land. And we're just going to continue an NFL purgatory forever. Yeah, I'm afraid you you might be right about that. Yeah, because that's how it is. You got to either be really good or really bad in the NFL to make any change. You can't just be in the. It's like the NBA too. If you're in the middle, it's just purgatory. Oh yeah, you just stay there. Yeah, you just stuck there. Unless you get insanely lucky and draft Tim Duncan or something like that. But yeah, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, that was kind of what I was watching. Yeah, I mean that. You know, we're in the the heart of football season now. There should be NBA, but I saw that I guess the NBA is like has reached a deal to start on December twenty second. I think that's uh, that's the agreement they did. Um, initially, they wanted to start later, but they chose that. Uh, the word is, and the rumors are, and NBA Twitter and all the NBA blogs I read or whatever, it's like you'll see LeBron and Kawhi and like all the stars on Christmas day, you know, like mm-hmm. you always do. Yeah. And you won't see them again till maybe March. Cause they're going to take a long ass break, you know? Yeah. Tired from playing the playoffs. They just finished. Like all the old guys are just going to rest. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I do. There's a part of me that wishes like all, all the, professional leagues or or at least the nba and mlb would just shorten their seasons permanently yeah it's like i mean maybe 60 games is a little too short for baseball but playing that shortened season i was like there's yeah it seems like 162 games is just way too many way too many and 82 is way too many in the nba in my opinion yeah and i love the nba i am a huge defender of the nba um all go down swinging with the NBA. But the other thing people need to start talking about a little bit more because the NBA gets a ton of credit for their bubble and for not getting any positive tests and all this compared to other leagues. And like, yes, that's true. The difference was, and this is never made clear by a lot of people when they talk about it, the NBA didn't play a full season. They finished the end of their season in playoffs and they, you know, because of that, they were able to bubble. Now they're not going to bubble. They're going to travel just like Major League Baseball did. So to think that those guys aren't going to get out of turn and go yeah. it and get COVID is insane because they're huge. Right. Everyone else, they're like in their 20s. There's teams like the Hawks who didn't get to play in the bubble who are itching just to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, they're just young guys. I, it's they're going to get cases. So like the way oh, yeah. some people hold the NBA on this pedestal, it's like, it was a different, it's, it's a different comparison. You're comparing apples and oranges there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they, they were in the best position because they basically finished their season when the shutdown started. So a good job. And they did a good job shutting it down. The first moment Rudy Gobert tested, they shut down the league and they did a good job doing the playoffs, but it's not the same as what baseball or, or the NFL have tried. And now they're going to try what the NFL and baseball have, and we'll see how well it goes. Fingers crossed it goes well. I'm not trying to like already play doom and gloom, but we got to be realistic about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, but yeah, I do wish all, I mean, it'll never happen because there's just too much money at, at stake, but it's just, man, the professional seasons are too long also speaking of the nba and our hawks i want to give a quick shout out again to another hawk uh, not just lloyd pierce but trey young um because again i know i know people hate the guy but 
I guess he sent lunch. He interfered with our elections. And he sent Jason's deli to the poll workers at State Farm Arena to feed them. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him for doctoring the elections and letting uh, Dr. Jill Biden into the White House. Yeah, he's Antifa. Yeah, he's Antifa. That's for sure. That's for sure. Trey Young is an Antifa. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Jason's, I like Jason's Deli. Um, yeah. yeah. They I got mean, some good sandwiches. Good sandwiches and then free. Tea. What's that? Great sweet tea. Great sweet tea. And then if I recall correctly, you get fr- a free frozen yogurt at the end. Yep. Yeah. And come on. That's pretty awesome, folks. Name one other restaurant where you get free frozen yogurt at the end of your meal. You can't. Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, Jimmy, uh, I've been meaning to send you this photo, and I don't know why I'm going to waste time on the podcast, but Kalidad Chips. Ooh. 100% correct on that, my friend. I found a right. new store I started going to, and I buy multiple bags at a time. They're the best. What are Kalidad chips again? Tortilla chips, but they're just the best tortilla chip you can find in in Brooklyn. They taste. I wish. Yeah, they're like they're perfect because they're like you know Zochio chips. Yeah, are good, but they're too thin for dipping. I agree. They're salsa. They break in the salsa. Exactly. Cali Dad, Cali Dad chips got the right thickness. It's just it's the perfect balance of of everything you want. Right thickness, right corn flavor, right salt. Yeah, it's a yep. good salt level too. Um, and it's like two dollars for a bag or something insane like that. They're they're cheap too. Aim doesn't lie. Calidad means quality, and they're quality. There um, you go. So highly recommend it, Jimmy. You were a hundred percent right about that when we were having our Jeff Foxworthy Chip Island discussions. That's few- right. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. important discussion that we had um yeah oh man i had a you know i went to um the neighborhood where i'm dog sitting there's like there's a real abundance of mexican restaurants which is great there's this corner around that i went to now last time i was here there was one mexican restaurant uh now there are three on this one corner uh it's great you see what happens when you get Trump out of the office. He wanted to build the wall, and now, now he's not. And there's three Mexican restaurants now on the corner. It's, yeah, there's. Yeah. I don't even know all the names. One was like, I know one is El Patron, but I went to one, and they instead of bringing you salsa and chips to your table, they brought uh, chips and bean dip. Mm. Oh, and interesting. It was, it was very nice. So yeah, it's like whatever the name of that place is on Lincoln Road in Brooklyn uh check it out i think it's called like el maya or something i don't know and there's not a lot of good mexican restaurants in new york city for those of you that don't live here so when you find a good one oh man nice like for me it was cafe los arcos that was over here that closed in bushwick on bushwick avenue it's closed forever now i think bummer then uh taqueria el maguey out in sunset park if you're ever out there those are the best tacos. Everyone will say Tacos El Bronco, but Taqueria El Maguey is better because it's the one of the owners left the other taqueria to open his own. So it's one of those places where it's right mm. just down the block from each other. So really good. Nice. It is true. I was like, when I first moved to New York, it's gotten better. But when I first moved here, I was really stunned at the lack of quality Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Tex-Mex, I guess. Sunset Park, because there's more of a Mexican population out there. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no queso to be found. Very, it's harder to find queso up there than it is down here. I know. I love fucking queso, man. Yeah, queso dip, cheese dip. There is some cheese dip. Hey, I didn't come to El Azteca to not get cheese dip. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I gonna come for. That's a major bummer when I went and over the years since I've left uh, a lot of those great Mexican places in Atlanta have closed. That sucks. Which I think is uh, a result of like Georgia's super tightening of uh, immigration laws and like E-Verify and all that shit. Crazy. So that's, that's a big, I'm going to give a big fuck you 
to the Republican Party of Georgia for yeah. taking away. Listen, dude, I will vote. I'll, <laughs> I'll pimp any day, but I got to get my queso and my chimichanga. If I don't get a chimichanga. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I think it's pronounced chimichanga. It's chimichanga. Sure. It's chimichanga. Sorry, yeah. I don't speak Spanish and I don't pretend to speak Spanish, so I say it wrong. Do they, is there anywhere, because that feels so American. Is that actually something they serve in Mexico? A, a deep fried burrito? Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe now. They, I'm sure yeah. now, but it's not like original. Just like shows yeah. aren't, you know, right. burrito yeah. border food, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. It's like mostly just tacos. Because like the traditional Mexican food is corn tortillas, not flour. Mm-hmm. but border and after europeans came because there is no flour down there there's no like wheat and stuff like that it's all <laughs> corn so it's delicious i love it i'm not <laughs> the tradition yeah i never thought like yeah i remember as a kid going to get mexican food and my dad would always get a chimichanga and i was I, it wasn't until i was older that i was like that is insane <laughs> you could get a deep fried burrito that they then pour queso all over queso on the top it's like hell (laughs) oh fucking good oh yeah oh dude oh yeah i mean yeah every time i go to atlanta my first stop is uh nuevo laredo nuevo laredo is very good in it sure yeah um but anyway we've descended into like our favorite mexican regional mexican (laughs) i I guess tweet uh, your favorite you know tweet it as your favorite restaurant wherever you're at and uh if we ever get to travel again without dying by breathing the air we'll check them out and i'm also i'm in a good jerk chicken neighborhood right now so i might i might get some jerk chicken tonight that's good jerk chicken yeah it's good yeah oh yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah. (laughs) but yeah we got anything else sports or restaurant um i haven't had lunch so i think this is why i'm really talking about being dude. yeah um and my wife sitting next to me eating some leftover el salvadoran food and some refried beans that i made at home so i'm like extra hungry now. oh no (laughs) well i'll get off food for a second and uh just to add to like shortening the season i think they might shorten the baseball season next year i think they they should yeah just because yeah it was a very even in a shortened limited travel season there were multiple outbreaks so i think if if anyone anyone who thinks they're going to be like all right let's do 162 games and fly all over the country um i just think that's a bad idea i think all uh, is going to shorten their season cuz i think they want to get back to the regular schedule of like it ending in june so then the like assuming the vaccines and all this shit that they're talking about, they could maybe pick up again starting October the way they used to. So I think they're gonna do a shortened season to get to like the back on track, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And also speaking of baseball, we're here. It, I, I forgot to mention this earlier. The Justin Turner, it's come out he's not gonna be punished. He's gonna like, you know, because a lot of people were saying he should be punished, but they're not gonna punish him. Baseball released a weak statement. Justin Turner and the Dodgers released a weak statement, but that's going to be the end of that. The, he'll, he'll just yeah, free agent and see where he signs, which whatever. I saw, I, so in relation to that, uh, I was watching flipping back and forth during the election uh, between like CNN and Fox news. I just wanted to like see what uh both lying mainstream medias were saying um but they i turned on fox news and they then when the news broke and they were like so mlb will not be can- uh punishing justin turner which good for them and i was like wait wait well, what why good for them for not punishing a guy for knowingly exposing multiple people to a uh a potentially deadly virus i didn't i don't understand that um Kevin, but I, it's all a lie. It's all a hoax. There is no such thing. I guess. I exactly. guess that's two hundred three thousand people just randomly died. Yeah. Well, you know what they're doing? They're juicing the numbers. Really, it's like if you fall down and crack your skull, they're gonna say it was COVID. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yep. 
That's true. But yeah, it was. It's a weird take to be like he shouldn't be punished for that. It's like also Fox News. Can you stop? Can we separate sports and politics, please? Can you not talk about sports being yeah. political? <laughs> like, separate. I turn on sports to forget about all this crap. <laughs> so, Rob Manfred, he's really great, folks. More Good, like yeah, bad bad Fred. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> but um yeah, I got nothing else. I don't know if you guys got any other things. No. Um, I think uh we did our comprehensive coverage. Are you unless Kev, you got something. Uh the uh international tiddlywinks tournament is coming up, but we can get to that next week. Okay. Yeah, we'll do some more research and get some uh, some audio and stuff ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, with, with that said, uh, that's going to wrap it up for another classic episode. It's going to be weird doing these in a, in a post-Trump time as president, because we've only been doing them as Trump as our dear leader. But uh, leave us a review if you want. That's an option. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another app. See you then. And remember, with a cluck cluck here and a cluck cluck there, here a cluck there, a cluck everywhere, chicken crackling. Think about that. Bye. Actually, I think it's pronounced Chimichanga. It's Chimichanga. It's Chimichanga.